Welcome to today's episode of the Best You Can Be Leadership Podcast, where we offer bite-sized lessons and steps that you can implement as a part of your journey towards becoming the very best that you can be. This is your podcast host, Brigitte Bornstein, and just so you know, for planning purposes, we release a new episode the first and third Tuesday of every month with some amazing guests. Thank you so much for joining me for today's discussion. I hope you'll return my handshake to you. You can do that through becoming a part of this community on Instagram, my website, bestyoucanbe.com, or by subscribing and leaving helpful comments. Our last episode together centered around the idea that we need to be able to learn how to lead ourselves before expecting to lead anyone else. And a great starting point for learning to lead ourselves is knowing who we are. With that, we walked through some characteristics that make up an evergreen definition of ourselves, meaning one that is steadfast, does not waver with the loss of a job or a tumultuous time, and is more of who we are at our very core. And that really just means a lot of different questions that you have to answer for yourself, but what our values are, our long-standing traits, things like that. So the evergreen, non-transitional, non-seasonal, and as non-circumstantial as possible things about you. In this episode, we're talking about mindset. I think of this almost like the pilot of a plane, right? So pilots go through a ton of training. There is so much repetitive practice that goes in well before a pilot will even make his or her first attempt at a flight because that is a huge deal. A pilot has a ton of responsibility during takeoff, during flight, and during landing, and it's all just between two hands on a steering wheel. Learning how to lead those silly voices in our head and learning how to lead our actions to develop good, prosperous habits, it's honestly a huge responsibility because what goes on between our two ears can either have amazing, life-giving benefits or be absolutely catastrophic. And a lot of this falls under the category of developing a strong, positive mindset. William Jaynes, a psychologist, once said that the greatest discovery of his generation is that human beings can alter their lives by altering their attitude of mind. Now, this quote just strikes me, especially considering who said it. So this man was an accomplished psychologist and probably had a wealth of knowledge under his belt, had read countless studies, and was very up-to-date on the latest research available to him in that profession. And yet... He believed that the greatest discovery of his generation was that we can alter our lives by altering our attitude of mind. So clearly our attitude of mind, or what I'll just call mindset, is pretty important. We know for certain that the mindset we have when we approach the day-to-day -day has profound effects on everything else. I would even go as far to say that our mindset in the present can dictate much of our future, if you really stop to think about it. I mean... If you have two people in front of a huge obstacle, they are both of equal capability, everything is the same about them except one sees the obstacle as insurmountable and near impossible, and one thinks, okay, that's worth a shot, then we can probably guess which of the two people will be more likely to make it over the obstacle, right? The obstacle's there regardless of the mindset that we bring to it. That is not a part of this equation. What we are looking into is only what is within our control, which isn't 
the obstacle or whatever, you know, hardship we're facing today. What is in our control is the way we think, the thoughts we have, the attitude we have, and the posture that we take because of what goes on between our two ears. Other questions like that would be, you know, do you focus on the end goal or do you focus on the journey? Do we see a situation as positive or negative? Glass half empty or glass half full? Now, I just have to say that it is with the utmost humility that I approach this topic. So today, we are going to discuss what mindset is, what it influences, and how. And then we're going to review four different categories that each have a spectrum with opposite ends to see where we each land. It'll be kind of like a sliding scale, and we can see whether we're really far on one side or the other and maybe where we'd like to get to. Lastly, we will wrap up with more of an application and then return to the overarching question of why is a strong, positive mindset absolutely critical to your leadership development? That might seem kind of like a no-brainer question, but there's more to it than meets the eye. So first, what is a mindset? A mindset is an inclination or a habit. In other words, it's just a way of thinking. Why is it important? Because to a large extent, your mindset colors the glasses through which you see your entire world. The challenges of each day will be there pretty much regardless of how you internalize them and allow yourself to experience them. So when speaking about our mindset in this episode, the challenges and the situations, good or bad, or the interactions you have on a given day, those are not the variable. The variable here is how we interpret them. And that depends on our mindset. So I think a very easy way to explain this in just one of many different areas of our life is how we can view something as a learning opportunity instead of just something really difficult that we need to power through. And I'm going to use a personal example here. So a few months after my husband and I got married, he deployed and suffice it to say, I was just not having it. I was in such a bad mood. I really resented his being gone and we weren't communicating the best. The phone connection seemed to be great and then we would try and talk and it would just be miserable and so on and so forth. So it, that was not my happiest time ever. Um, but eventually my mindset changed. And then all of a sudden I began to make a conscientious effort to view our time apart as a learning opportunity. And I mean, don't get me wrong, I was, you know, it wasn't all fine and dandy every day, but I had to change my perspective from being all woe is me to more looking for the hidden gems. And it did take a lot of intentional effort, but before I would think in my head, okay, this is so unfair, all the other newly married friends of mine are having their first Christmas together, and I would just be bitter. But eventually I began to ask myself questions more like, Okay, uh, how many couples have the opportunity to be married and then immediately thrown into a situation of having all in-person communication taken away? Not very many. I know that that might not seem like the most positive thing to focus on, but my mindset finding that to focus on was a game changer. And with all that research shows us about how nonverbal communication is actually the majority of our communication with another person, I thought, okay, well, we don't have the most ideal situation, but we sure are not going to let this entire deployment pass us by without learning how to use the lemons that we've been handed and make lemonade. And that's exactly what we did. Things got better and we learned a lot. 
I will just speak for myself here and not for my husband, but once my mindset shifted to that of a learning mindset, which we will define very shortly, I uncovered insecurities, many of which from a Christian standpoint were things that were hindering my faith walk in areas in which I am so grateful I improved because it might not have happened otherwise. Not only that, but I got time to be with my family, and Drew and I got years ahead of the average couple, I think, in our ability to communicate, having had that in-person, eye contact, hand motions, communication taken away for a little bit. All that story just to say that the deployment didn't get any shorter, and our time apart didn't get any easier, but my mindset got better, and I saw improvements in areas of growth because of it. I went more towards a glass half full attitude and was intentionally looking for the positives and the opportunities. And in that regard, our time apart got considerably easier because it was just a whole lot less stressful. So although I think that illustration helps answer this a little bit already, why is a good, strong mindset important? Oftentimes, when everything else seems out of your control, your mindset might just be the only thing that you can control, and it has the power to absolutely flip your life upside down in the most positive and abundant way. Your mindset will dictate your response to certain situations. It'll write the narrative of your entire life by skewing your perspective to either look back on things, appreciating what you can from them, or wishing you could go back and get a do-over. As leaders, there are certain areas of commonality across different fields, like, for example, the desire to be innovative and come up with more efficient systems to run things at work, or making the decision to reach for that bonus that you feel you deserve, or even just taking the small steps towards becoming the best versions of ourselves. It all requires a mindset that pushes us closer to growth, positivity, and belief. So I'd like to just break down different spectrums and just think to yourself as we go through these which categories you fall into. There are four different categories, each with two more or less opposite camps. This is from some research done by authors Ryan Gottfriedson, who's a college professor, and Chris Reyna, who's an assistant college professor, on some types of mindsets that we can all fall into. So first, growth versus fixed mindset. Second, learning versus performance mindset. Third, deliberative versus implemental mindset. And fourth, promotion versus prevention mindset. So just be thinking as I go through all of these where you might see yourself. The first big one we've all kind of heard about. It's very popular and mainstream. It's a growth mindset versus a fixed mindset. A growth mindset would be like if I believe that I can change my abilities, I see my intelligence in a certain area as something that can be refined, I believe that I can improve qualities about myself that some people would see as set in stone and fixed. And with that, the opposite is a fixed mindset, which does not necessarily believe that I can be whatever I want to be in life. Instead, it's more like I've just got to use what I've got to make something happen. It's almost more of an attitude that you're dealt a certain hand of cards and you just need to make do with what you've got. It's almost like a perceived helplessness in a way as opposed to seeing the possibility of equipping yourself, empowering yourself, and improving yourself. 
So between those two, a growth mindset is definitely the way to go, especially with our common focus of becoming the best that we can be. I mean, how are you going to get off the launch pad if you don't even believe that you can fly, right? Having a growth mindset just leaves you that much more open to trying new things regardless of how challenging they may be. And you are far more likely to persist in pursuit of your goals and then eventually achieve them. The second category is learning versus performance mindset. A learning mindset typically results in a higher performing person because you are so much more focused on the journey as opposed to letting setbacks get under your skin because your focus is on the end goal. So someone with a learning mindset really just want to, wants to learn for the sake of learning and they kind of put two and two together that, all right, if I learn for the sake of learning, that will produce fruit regardless of what the end goal or grade or promotion might be. If you get better, you get better results and someone with a learning mindset just focuses on the getting part, the getting better part and making progress. He or she is not quite as honed in on just making it across the finish line. Now, to be clear, though, I think that you can have a learning mindset and still value performance, but it just it's a differentiation in where you're focusing. You are focusing on using everything as a stepping stool to better yourself and improve in pursuit of the end performance goal. Someone with a performance mindset, on the other hand, really gets more motivation from being seen as more competent, or as the name would hint to, they get motivation from performing better, even though having a performance mindset doesn't necessarily guarantee a good performance. I can absolutely relate to this one. Oh my gosh, uh, for the longest time, my end goal in school didn't matter. High school, college, it, it was the grade, and it took me forever, but eventually my focus began to shift away from needing to get the perfect grades all the time on every assignment towards learning to learn and trusting that if I learned the material, the grade would reflect that. So it isn't necessarily a shift in the outcome, just a tweak in perspective because my grades didn't change when I shifted that perspective. All that changed was, you know, a little bit less stress. It also just brings a more long-term vision to some things that can end up removing a huge weight from our shoulders with just a small change away from a performance mindset and into a learning one. So in that regard, it's really a win-win. The third spectrum category of mindsets is deliberative versus implemental. So when a person is being deliberative about something, that means that he or she is being intentional, going about something in a careful, pretty conscientious way, whereas being implemental implies that what is emphasized is simply getting the job done and implementing what you need to. My mom and dad are actually a pretty good example of this. My mom has a far more implemental mindset. She decides, acts, it's finished, and she moves on to the next thing before you can even blink an eye. But my dad, on the other hand, thinks about it, processes it, and lets the ideas really marinate before deciding what to do and following through with it. Oftentimes, deliberative mindsets will yield better decisions and leave doors more open for creativity but as it's easy to guess, the downfall of somebody with a deliberative mindset can be sometimes missing the boat because the process of weighing the pros and cons, looking at both sides of the coin, and thinking more deeply can sometimes take too long, and then before you know it, the entire opportunity has passed you by. So this is one of those pairs of opposite mindsets that I would say personally 
is more equal and opposite. I don't think that one is better than the other and ideally we would all be the perfect blend. Uh, it's more important to act but it's also important to think before we act so that the steps that we take put us on the best possible route. Lastly we have promotion versus prevention mindset and I'm also going to link the whole research study in the show notes if you want to check this out more in depth but a promotion mindset fixates on achieving wins and a prevention mindset just really wants to avoid the losses. So again, in my personal opinion, this is another set of opposites that can kind of be taken with a grain of salt. And we can just assume that the sweet spot is really to strike a balance right between the two. To be more on the promotion side of things mindset wise, people often will exhibit better performance levels and are more creative and innovative because they really just want to win. And those are beneficial traits, but not at the cost of everything else or making careless mistakes. So just to review where we want to fall in these spectrums, I don't think that there is a one-size-fits-all, and I don't think that there is a perfect combination, but there are definitely benefits to falling within range of some of the categories that we just walked through. We want to have a growth mindset because at the end of every episode, I encourage you to keep going, keep growing, and keep becoming the best that you can be. And we've touched on how becoming the best versions of ourselves involves saying yes to a continual journey of constant refinement. But none of that would be possible if we all just throw up our hands and surrender to the things that we aren't good at and just think, okay, it's just going to be this way and there's nothing I can do about it. So either you believe you can grow or you can't. And if you don't believe you can grow, then maybe that's the first place that you need to work on. If you believe, however, that you can change your abilities and improve intelligence in certain areas of your life, that doesn't take away the fear that might come with chasing after some of those dreams. It doesn't all of a sudden make things smooth sailing, but it does get you over the initial hurdle knowing that you can do this because you have a growth mindset. Now let's just figure out how. So growth versus fixed mindset, you want to have a growth mindset. With learning versus performance mindset, I think this one is also skewed very much towards a learning mindset in terms of which type will produce the best fruit in the long run. Yes, you can focus on performance, 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 but everyone fails or falls short at some point. So if the performance is where your mind is focused and that is solely what determines whether you have succeeded or failed in something, then what happens when you don't make it that one time? right? You've failed because that's what you have made your standard. Unless you mentally discipline yourself to focus on the journey, focus on the steps that you take, and not really on just reaching the destination. Because if you do that, then you're guaranteed to make some sort of progress. So it's almost like fail-proofing your life in a way. So between a learning versus performance mindset, we want to have a learning mindset. With the question of whether to be a more deliberative versus implemental mindset person, this one I think we all kind of want to fall right in the middle. And maybe that's because I have one very deliberative parent and one very implementally mindset-driven parent, one of each. So I've been able to see how in two separate people, they balance each other out beautifully. But imagine if we each got to the point where we could have half and half, where we grew to be comfortable taking our time, thinking about a decision, maybe taking it on a long walk with us, journaling about it, asking for advice, while still maintaining the understanding that we don't move forward unless we move. And we stay in the habit of still pulling the trigger to go through with the project, even if we don't have every detail worked out. 
The very last spectrum we get to land on is between a promotion and a prevention mindset. Focusing on getting the promotion versus losing the job. Focusing on getting the best grade you can on the final exam versus on trying not to fail the class. In any promotion versus prevention mindset scenario, the situation does not change. It's a job. Either you're working for excellence or you're working not to get laid off, but it's still the same job. If you fall too much on the prevention mindset of things, you might find yourself approaching situations and the first thing you think to yourself is, oh my gosh, what do I have to lose with this? Like, what is at risk? Versus if you fall too much on the promotion side of things, you might just think as you approach a situation, like, I'm going to do everything I can, even if it means bulldozing right through relationships that I really value because I am okay stepping on toes to get what I need. Some pretty extreme examples, but this is another spectrum that I personally is best when we are smack dab in the middle. Now, before we sign off on today's episode, I just have to say that I am so excited for next week's guest episode. I have the honor and privilege of interviewing a mindset coach that I have the utmost respect for. We will be continuing this topic of mindset, but with some more personal application and techniques that we can immediately put into practice to developing our leader's mindset. Thanks so much for joining me on the Best You Can Be Leadership Podcast. If you are as excited as I am about diving into our potential and stepping into the very best versions of ourselves, then follow me on Instagram at bestyoucanbe and don't be afraid to send me a message. You can also visit bestyoucanbe.com and fill out a contact me form. I can't wait to meet you. In this episode, I've stuck my hand out to introduce myself to you, but go ahead and do the same for me. Tell me who you are, what your story is, and what you would like to see most in lessons to apply to your leadership experiences. Until next episode, keep going, keep growing, and keep becoming the best you can be.